Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman, a podcast loaded with practical tips, powerful scripts, personal stories, and simple steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. So get ready to get the information you need to make the impact you want from someone you trust, your friend, parenting expert, Dr. Robin Silverman. Hello and welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything, where we give you the tips, scripts, stories, and steps to make even the toughest conversations easier. I am so thrilled to be your host, Dr. Robin Silverman, child and teen development specialist, author and speaker, and most importantly, parent of two amazing kids who give me the opportunity to love, learn, and grow every single day, whether I want to or not. Believe me, I get it. It's not always easy, but we are in this together, and thankfully, we have so many awesome some people we can call on to help us and to give us the insight that we need. More and more kids are feeling stressed in today's world. This is a topic that comes up so often, and of course it does, between academics and sports and homework and performance and lack of free play, reduced recess, political unrest, overworked parents, and more. See, we're getting stressed out already. Kids are being pulled in many directions, and so are parents. Stress is part of the landscape these days for many families. And it's a great privilege to be able to call on the parenting experts who study stress and stress management as they're living to help us know what to do, how to stay calm, and how to help our kids with stress management. So today is one of those great days where we have a wonderful guest. Lori Light is a mom and author and founder of Stress-Free Kids. She knows what we're talking about today. Her title, CDs, and curriculum help parents and children struggling with stress and anxiety and anger. Her award-winning titles are a resource for parents, psychologists, therapists, child life specialists, and teachers. Lori has appeared on ABC's Shark Tank and has been named a top 100 parenting expert to follow on Twitter. Her recent book, Stress-Free Kids, A Parent's Guide, has been named top, one of the top 10 inspirational books. And Lori has just released her first coloring book, which I have right next to me, called Angry Octopus, Color Me Happy and Color Me Calm. And this is something that I think is going to be great for everyone. So we'll talk about more that more when we introduce Lori. But if it is at all possible, please let's put away all distractions. Let's focus on you. This is your time. It's nine o'clock. It's time to meet our wonderful guest, Lori Light. Lori, thank you so much for joining us on how to talk to kids about anything. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. So before we get into the meat of the matter, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure to meet you, to read your books, to hear you speak about stress management, can you just tell us what gets you up in the morning? What gets you so excited? And why are you having such an interest in children and stress management? Well, my story begins when I was a young mom. And I had two children at the time. I now do have three children. Um, one of my children was a real handful. Mm. And every single night, it took me two hours to get him to sleep. Oh, boy. Every night without fail. And it was not something that I looked forward to. I would alternate 
nights with my husband because it just, it was too much for one person to do every night. I can imagine. Wow. Um, I mean, really, he'd be jumping on the bed. He'd be making forts in his, in his closet, uh, all kinds, all kinds of <laughs> shenanigans. Um, and I actually became very, very stressed out myself. Mm-hmm. And as you know, desperation uh, can be the mother of creativity. That's right. <laughs> so, so first off, I was so incredibly stressed that uh, an aunt of mine, she had a stress intervention. And she tricked me and took me to see a stress management consultant. Because I basically, I was losing weight. I was holding my breath. I mean, I, I really was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm sure anyone, you're oh, listening sure. to know, I mean, stress can really do some damage. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> to your, your body, your, your mind, you know, your heart, your soul. I mean, oh. it really, it really is a killer. Absolutely. Um, so I went to this person and she taught me to do two very simple things. She taught me to do focused diaphragmatic breathing. And use positive affirmations or statements. So I started to implement these techniques and I started to feel the results immediately. So one night I was in the middle of this two-hour ordeal and I started wondering what would it be like if I could get my son to also do these techniques. So in that moment I decided to make a story up that incorporated the breathing technique. Hmm. And the hope was that he would follow along, do the breathing, and experience the relaxation that I was experiencing from the breathing. So I made up my first story, and it was called A Boy and a Bear. And I told the story. My son followed along. He did the breathing, and he fell asleep. Amazing. Wow. (laughs) My husband happened to be nearby and heard the story and saw the outcome. And he told me, Lori, you need to go write that story Mm -hmm. down. That story can help so many families. Yes, me too. Yes. (laughs) So I did. I went and I wrote it down and I sent it out to publishers and I got my first book published. And that was quite a long time ago. I think it was about 22 years ago. I did my first book. And then from there, I started, every time I learned a new technique, my, my brain would just switch right into, wow, how can I talk to children about this? And it would switch right into that mode. And next thing you know, I have eight children's books, a parenting guide, a curriculum, and now a coloring book. So go figure. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And I, I'm actually right in that boat with you. I, one of my kids does have trouble at night, uh, sort of that nighttime um, anxiety or restlessness. So I'm eager to hear what you have to say so that I can apply this. It's not two hours, but it is consistent. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely eager to hear about all of your techniques and how I can incorporate them at home as a parent. And I'm also very interested as a child development specialist so that I can get this out to all the parents who look to me and to you and to other experts for guidance. So I would love to hear 
maybe three or four tips that would help us to have a successful interaction or conversation with our kids on this topic, or maybe when, you know, we're really right in the thick of it already and uh, our kids are really stressed out. What, what kind okay. of tips do you have for that? So for, I would love to address for a minute the bedtime situation. Oh, I would love that because it's okay. <laughs> okay, so I think a big mistake that we make at bedtime is that we focus on going, getting our child to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And even for ourselves, we focus on, I need to fall asleep. I need to fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. Oh no, I'm going to be, you know, so tired tomorrow. I can't fall asleep. And so for me, it, there's a, such a subtle uh, shift. And I say focus on relaxation and sleep will follow. Mm. And I mean, just saying that feels so much more calm and soothing. Yes. Uh, I mean, just the words. So I think bedtime can, should, it should not be a fight bedtime. Bedtime should be a beautiful bonding relaxation experience. And it is a great time to get your child to learn how to do, say, belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing. And it really, it is a very simple technique. I mean, after all, first thing we do when we're born is breathe. So we have this technique in within us. And all it is is another shift. You take it to actually being mindful or focusing your attention on the breathing. And we can do it right now. I would love uh, that. I'm okay. so excited about this. So the the difference in breathing is when we're stressed out, we do shallow breathing mm -hmm. where your chest is moving up and down. When we do relaxation breathing or belly breathing, the belly is moving up and down. And that is because the diaphragm is moving up and down and you're taking the full deep breaths and you can, that is when you're relaxing. That is when you're getting the most out of your relaxation breathing. And kids love to do this. Um, I guess it's, you know, it's so innate to them um, that they easily follow along. Mm -hmm. So you put your hands on your belly and take a deep breath in. <sighs> and that's the really fun part is okay. you say, Ah. <laughs> now, you don't have to. I mean, like, for example, if you want your child to be able to do this out in public or at school, of course, you would not do the ah part. So you do it very quietly. But it, when you're in your own space, it's so much fun to say ah. First of all, the more stressed out you are, the louder your ah will probably be. Mm -hmm. And children, they usually laugh, which, ta-da, you know, <laughs> laughter is a great stress buster. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that is a simple technique that you can teach. I've, I've seen p children as young as three years old following along. Of course, that is a little unusual, um, but children can do this and it, and it works. Um, children can fall asleep more peacefully doing that. It's excellent. I feel like even when I just did it just now, of course, I yawned right after it. So clearly that had an effect on me. And that was one breath. That I was mean, one breath. How many do you do? I mean, you can, I mean, it's kind of a practice. So mm -hmm. if you can build up to doing as many as you want, I mean, I like to sit for six minutes every morning and do my, just focus on my breathing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, children have very short attention spans. 
Um, and that's why the sto- what I did is incorporate it into a story so that they're just following along and they're not being told, okay, sit down in your bed, put your hands on your belly. We are going to learn how to fall asleep. You know? <laughs> is this uh, book still available? It is. It's uh, called A Boy and a Bear. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. (laughs) Now, so A Boy and a Bear is for the youngest. And then I have Sea Otter Cove, which has uh, the child breathing with sea otters. And it's a little longer for longer attention spans. Awesome. Awesome. That's an (laughs) I love that tip because honestly, I'll be honest with you. I've heard about the technique many times, but unless it's shown to you in some way and then incorporated in a way that's palatable for children, it's hard to talk about it. I've talked about breathing with my kids and, um, and I'm sure many of the listeners have also talked about, you got to take a breath. You've got to cleanse the air, you know, but to, to have it incorporated into a story with specific movements and understanding how it works, I think that's going to make the difference. Yeah, it's a really, I mean, it is such a solid technique and it really is very easy to learn. It's not, And it's not about doing it perfect. It's really just about bringing your awareness and teaching the child to bring awareness. And then that's another, that is a tool immediately that goes into their emotional backpack. Uh, that they can take take out any time they need it, whether you are there or not. Um, they will have that tool to go to. That's great. So you can use that at bedtime, but they can also use it when they're at school before a test or maybe on, a, uh, on the sports field when they're feeling high anxiety. They could use it on the spot. Absolutely. And you can take it a step further um, for, say, t- Another another go to tool, which I think it's great to raise children with their their own little set of go to tools Mm -hmm. that they can um, help develop with you. So another one is using your words, using affirmations or positive statements. So before a test. Uh, you, your child can do some breathing, and I actually have teachers that will do this with classrooms. Um, they can do some breathing, and they can say to themselves, "I have studied, and I am prepared for this test." You know, I trust my knowledge, um, and they can use words to calm themselves down and reassure themselves. When it comes to sports, um, they could do the same thing: do some breathing, and say things like. You know, I breathe in catching the ball. I breathe out catching the ball. And you can see you can breathe words in and out. You can breathe colors in and out. I mean, you can get as creative as you want. And it's amazing to see what children themselves will come up with. Oh, that's really neat. So you can even ask your child, when do you feel really stressed? When do you feel your muscles contracting? When do you feel short of breath? And then ask them what kinds of things they could say to themselves in that moment that is a a positive, calming statement. Right. And so basically what you're doing is you're working with your child to create emotional awareness or, you know, the hot button word out there is emotional intelligence. Um, I like to just say emotional awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, Children, they, they often taught what it feels like to when they use the words tired, they use the words sad, happy, mm-hmm. but 
they don't really get what stressed out means. Mm -hmm. And it's not often given to children as one of their emotional words. So I think it's important to give children the words mm. for their emotions. And so that they, when they are stressed out, they can, they know what that feels like and they can say, I'm stressed out. I mean, just think of that. You hear so many friends and adults saying, I'm so stressed out. Mm -hmm. You know, I need a glass of wine. I need to go to a yoga retreat. But the, the thing is, adults can do those things. Mm -hmm. uh, children, they, they can't go to a yoga retreat on yes. their own. Nice. So, so the parents need to help them identify when they're feeling stress and give them the tools and also make adjustments to accommodate their child's needs. Um, you know, overscheduling is a big problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, families equate uh, happiness with busyness. Mm -hmm. And, and some, some children are miserable being busy. Some children thrive and some children get very stressed out. And I think it's important to tap into uh, that and use your intuition and, you, and have conversations with your children to see how they feel. So if you find that your child is stressed out in new situations or, you know, every time they're with a particular friend or um, perhaps each time you're getting ready to leave the house and they're going to be with a babysitter, mm -hmm. is what kind of conversation can you have with them in that in that moment before you feel like they're losing it, but you know that they're they're starting to get to that point where they're getting stressed out. What, what can you say to them in that situation? Well, first of all, I think it's important to note that you cannot teach stress management skills in the middle of the storm. Okay, good <laughs> to know, right? <laughs> so, so, you know, this comes down to practice, practice, practice. If you practice the techniques when a child is calm, mm. they, it becomes easier for them to apply it when they start to feel themselves escalate, which is another thing you can teach your child to identify. You know, children, you could take your child aside and say, okay, do you feel that you are starting to get angry or do you feel your energy rising? Do you feel you're not controlling yourself, your body movements? Um, let's take a breath. Let's pause. And so you start to show them where and how to insert the techniques. But one of the things that has been effective for me is role playing mm -hmm. in, with new situations. So when my daughter had was going to kindergarten or preschool, she she did not want to go. We went, you know, they, you go meet the teacher and she wouldn't go. Basically, I, I had to lie and say she had a fever. I could not get her to go into the room. So I went home and we started role playing that I, she was, first she was, she was the teacher. I was the child. I was going into the room to meet the teacher. Mommy was waiting outside and then we switched and, and she was the child and we role played and we did this um, over and over again. And we went and attempted again to go meet the teacher. And because of the familiarity and the practice, she went in. Mm. And I mean, it was, it's just, a I think it's a matter of being creative. Mm -hmm. um, I think moms are so incredibly intuitive. Mm -hmm. 
and they're, they're, moms are the most creative creatures on earth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we have to be. Every moment presents something new. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And and so we have to be on our toes, and we have to just you know sometimes pull it out of thin air. And what I you know what I like to do is just people listening to this conversation. They've they've already tuned up their awareness mm-hmm. and about stress management and relaxation. So the next step for me would be to ask you, how can you incorporate that into your daily activities and living? Well, it's pretty easy when you have your antenna up for it. Say you're in the car and you're listening to classical music. You can actually ask your children, what do you think about this music? How does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Then you can put on, say, a rock and roll station. And you can ask again, how does this music make you feel? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, let's be honest. I mean, music can make you feel happy. It can make you feel sad. It can calm you. It can energize you. Um, in fact, I have a page on that in my coloring book about music. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it. And the, the beautiful thing about my coloring book is that my son, who I wrote the, who I wrote the first story for, mm-hmm. is now a man, and he helped me write the words to this coloring book. Oh, that's fascinating! So I really feel like I have come full, full circle. circle. Absolutely. So here's something it says about music in the coloring book: it says, "Slow music can cool you down when you are mad. Upbeat music can make you feel glad." Listen to music to see how you feel. Did you know music can also heal? Still not a fan? Try creating your own band. So basically, this this right here can start the conversation mm-hmm. for parents. And then the child is coloring. They can actually turn some music mm-hmm. on and see how that affects the child. I mean, some children need to do homework in absolute silence. Right. Some people, children, thrive with some background music on. So I think it's important to let children start being involved with this and getting that emotional awareness and seeing what makes them feel good or makes them feel calm. Um, and those are tools. So when when you see that you're about to engage in, in an activity that typically causes your child stress and you've done this work that you're talking about, regarding music and role playing and uh, giving them some strategies for breathing and affirmations. And so now you're, let's say, getting ready to leave the house and the babysitter's there. And you know that that's typically a time of, of stress. So at that point, do you say to your child something that gets them to start engaging those strategies with those strategies or do you let them do it on their own how does that part go well i think that if you put too much attention on that you bring more stress to it mm-hmm. um you know it's it's it, if you present it as a non-emotional sort of doing things as you know, this is business, this is usual. Um, I think that right away it starts to have less power around the fact of leaving them with a babysitter. Um, 
one of the things that I found, I'm not sure if that makes any sense, but like, for example, I've seen, I have seen people prepare their, their children for going to the dentist or for the babysitter by talking about it every day for two weeks. Mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and what it does is uh, to me, it gives it too much importance mm -hmm. and power. Mm -hmm. The child starts to wonder, why are we talking about this so much? Right. I'm this, go am I supposed to be stressed out about this? Yeah. Is this such a big deal? Um, I, so I try to present things in a matter of fact way. Um, of course we know the usual meet the babysitter ahead of time. Um, you can use the positive statements um, that mommy is coming back. Um, I have fun with my babysitter. I will show my babysitter this. I will do that. And mommy will come home and I'll be happy to see her. So kind of using the positive, the mm -hmm. positive words. I would not do it at the moment. Um, in the moment, what I have found worked like a charm for me is Letting the child say goodbye versus the parent saying goodbye, um, or even the physical act of, say, the babysitter saying, okay, let's go out and play in the backyard. Say, say bye to mommy. You'll see her later. And then the child's a little excited about going in the backyard, and they say goodbye. And it seems, it seems to me that they do not get as upset when they are mm. in charge of saying goodbye. And I had to do this because my parents would come visit us and stay for two or three months a year. And when they were leaving, you can only imagine what that would be like. I mean, my mother would be crying, my kids would be crying, oh, you know, everybody's crying. Um, so what I started to do is get the kids, and maybe this is extreme, I don't know, but like I said, you know, mother, <laughs> desperation mm -hmm. is the mother of creativity. That's right. So what I would do is get the kids ready, tell them, let's go to the pool, get the, let's put our stuff in the pool. And we would actually drive away from the house, waving goodbye to my parents versus them, my parents leaving, mm. going mm -hmm. away. And for some bizarre reason, it went much smoother. And I really do think it's about the child feeling empowered um, or a little in control of their situation. Oh, that's really so, neat. No, I really, you know, I just, I don't know what psychiatrists would say about that, but it worked for me and helped them get used to saying these types of goodbyes. I think children always like to, you know, feel like they have some control over their world. And also in this circumstance, you're allowing your child to have a diversion. You're providing them something to do. You know, whenever you have a child, say, at a, at a new school or in a new classroom, it's always better for the child to be, you know, occupied and going over to go play something with the teacher or, a stu or another student before you leave than to be clinging to your leg. <laughs> so right, that right. makes sense in, in a variety of, of circumstances. And, uh, and then I'm assuming not prolonging the exit right. <laughs> would, would be uh, advantageous in this circumstance. Right. And how many times do we, do we hear that, oh, you know, your child stopped crying five minutes after of you course, left. Of course. You know, so a lot of it is just for the drama yes. or the attention. I don't know, just to torture the mother, because mm -hmm. we all know when your kid cries, it oh, really is torturous. It is torturous. Right. <laughs> But yeah, you know, you mentioned a change of teacher in school. I mean, that's imp it's also important to note that 
children get stressed out about different things Mm -hmm. than adults do. Mm -hmm. So something as simple as having a substitute teacher can cause a child stress. Um, And there used to be a time not that long ago where, where people didn't think children got stressed out, but now we know a lot more and we know that they do. So identifying the feeling, giving children the words to express themselves, um, responding, listening, responding, and also demonstrating. I think it's super important for children to see their parents managing stress in healthy ways. Mm. So there is nothing wrong with saying to your child, you know what, I am really stressed out now. I am going to sit down and focus on my breathing. And you sit down and you focus on your breathing. And you will be surprised how many times a child will climb up and sit on your lap, Mm -hmm. sit next to you, and start breathing with you. Um, Or again, saying I'm going to go outside and connect with nature for a few minutes and just watch the birds. Um, So children get to see that, and I think that's something that we don't normally incorporate into our daily living. So if you incorporate it into your daily activities, it becomes like brushing your teeth. It, it's just something you do. You can't underestimate that the power of modeling. I, I think you're so dead on right there. And I, I'm, I, I'm assuming, <laughs> based on my own reaction to what I'm hearing right now, that other parents are probably looking back at the way that they've been handling their own stress and say, ooh, maybe I could do this better. And and I, believe me, I'm admitting mistakes right now, right this instant, I am saying, I I have absolutely been stressed out in front of my kids and have let it got, get the best of me. Um, and I know that it would be advantageous for me to say the words you just said, and I'm going to do that the next time, that I am getting stressed out and I am going to go and focus on my breathing for a moment. And I, I can't imagine how powerful that's going to be in my own house, especially considering, as I told you, that one of my children get a little stressed out at nighttime um, or when I leave or, you know, and, and this will be so good for her to see me dealing with stress in such a positive way. Uh, so thank Absolutely. you for that. Thank you personally and, for that. And thank you oh, professionally oh. for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, I mean, this is what I, this is what I love. This is, it's like a little bit of a challenge to tap into my own creativity and look for, you can actually look for spaces for this. So for example, say you're in the car and there's tons of traffic. Okay. We all know what we usually start saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, right. But, you know, but, the, and that's okay. Cause I mean, you know, you can't walk around being Zen all the time, no. but so, but that's okay. So you're saying some things, you're aggravated, you're frustrated. Well then, okay. So now you identify that in front of your children and you say, you know what? Mommy's getting really aggravated with this traffic, but you know what I'm going to do to shift my feeling? I'm going to think about some things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. Who wants to help me? I'm grateful for having this great car. And then, John, what are you grateful for? And then, again, they, without even knowing they're learning a technique, they are experiencing it. And stress and gratitude cannot exist in the same moment. So as soon as you start giving gratitude or saying things you're grateful to for you start reducing your stress. And in fact, in the coloring book, I do have a page for gratitude, saying things that I'm grateful for, because that is 
a simple, powerful, amazing tool. I think that's so powerful that stress and gratitude can exist at the same time. And and I, I love what you're saying, because I think, again, you can apply that anywhere. And it's important to think about now, you know, when we're calm, because as you said before, when we were talking about the kids, you can't start thinking about what kind of tools are going to work for you when you're already in the whirlwind of a, a very stressful situation. So right. I think this is great for both the parents and the kids to think ahead. What strategies can I employ? Maybe I'm not really into the whole deep breathing idea, but this gratitude idea is something that I could totally pull out and I could see myself pulling out or vice versa. So these right. are important, and it's important techniques. It, and it's important to work with a child in creating, say, maybe one, two, or three go-to techniques. Mm. And it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be breathing. Different things work for different people. But what is nice is to just let them have at least one tool that they themselves say they like and it makes them to feel calm. Another great thing to create conversation and also a great space is to create a relaxation space together. Mm. So lots of parents say, go calm down or calm yourself (laughs) down or Go to timeout. Well, okay, that's great, but how do you calm yourself down? Um, so instead, I recommend that in say in their room or they make a little space and you they put activities that help them to feel calm. Maybe it's doing puzzles. Um, maybe it's watching a glitter jar that you made together. Maybe it's buying an ant farm and putting it on their dresser in the corner of their room. Um, Maybe it's a doodle pad. Maybe it's a bean bag. Maybe it's eye pillows. Whatever it is, you're exploring this together. And the child can learn when they feel themselves accelerating or getting out of control or having a meltdown that they can go to their very own relaxation space that they created to support their own needs. And that, to me, that's such, it's, a be- it's a beautiful thing. Again, the not- kids are in control then. You know, you're giving them that opportunity to create something for themselves, and they feel more in control of their emotions then. Absolutely. Oh, these are so good. Yay! <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really are. I, I'm even hard-pressed to ask you the next question, but I'm going to ask you regardless. If there was <laughs> one piece of advice... One tip, like absolute critical takeaway that you would want our listeners to use with regard to this topic, even if they did nothing else, what would it be? I would say that parents should rely on their intuition and creativity and know in their core that they and their children can be active participants in creating their own joyful collection of stress moments Mm. and start breathing today I love it I love it and I I I think that you have provided not two or three or four tips but many many tips throughout this entire podcast that people can use and of course it's customizable so you know whatever works for one person might not work for another and maybe this will get people thinking about what will work for them or maybe they'll use something that you said I'm certainly going to be doing that so can you tell us where people can find out more information. I know you have many, many tips beyond what you've said already. What, where can they go to find out more about you and give us the resource of the week? 
Okay, well, mystressfreekids.com has lots of articles and lots and lots of tips on it. Uh, one in particular is called the ABCs of Decreasing Stress, and you can print it out, put it on your refrigerator. Um, as you know, I'm a Twitter maniac, so Love please <laughs> follow me on Twitter. Stress, I'm at Stress Free Kids on Twitter. And I am very interactive. I love talking to people on Twitter, and I've met so many people. Um, and it's a great tool for parents to to stay connected and support each other. Uh, the resource of the week yes. is Angry Octopus, Color Me Happy, Color Me Calm. And you can get that both on Amazon or my website. I actually tried to recommend Amazon. Um, you get that nice, quick, to free day shipping or whatever, and it helps. It helps with the um, Amazon algorithms when people are looking around on Amazon. So either Amazon or my website. And in this book, there's about 38 different suggestions for kids to calm themselves down, and they actually color the suggestion. So the kids can and the parents can get started right from that. I love all of these suggestions. We've had a couple of other wonderful experts that have talked about things that um, coincide a bit with what you're saying. We had Lynn Kenny talking about anger and and calming down when your emotions get too big. Um, we've had Katie Hurley on talking about stress in a different way. But I love what you filled in here, which were it was just some really specific tips that we can use. Uh, I see in your coloring book, you even talk a little bit about how to do them. Like right here, I see progressive muscle relaxation where it's, there's actually like a little poem that allows kids to, to do this. And I did love what you said about unplugging in here that, you know, when screens keep your brain plugged in and unplugging lets the fun begin. Uh, these are concepts that I think you know, that parents can use many times. They they probably really appreciate what you've written in here so that they're not the only ones saying it. And then it allows the kids to interact with the page by coloring it. I think it's a very creative way of getting your points across. And it's playful. It's playful. Mm -hmm. It's lighthearted. And it re the actual coloring in reinforces um, without without feeling like you're getting lectured. Right. Right. And of course, coloring is is a calming technique. So there you go. All kinds of good stuff. <laughs> well, Lori, thank you so very much for joining us today. You've provided just incredible information that I think every parent can use and that they can use for themselves when they get stressed and they can also use to prepare their children so they have the tools for when they get stressed. I, I just love what you said about kids really being able to be in control and being able to feel prepared in advance so that you don't wait till everybody's stressed out and then wonder why nothing's working. So thank you for all of that. My pleasure. Well, I've got my takeaways and sweet friends. I know you have yours. Let's discuss them. Come up on Facebook. Let's go to facebook.com slash Dr. Robin Silverman, or let's chat, chat about it on drrobinsilverman.com or Lori Light's favorite, twitter.com slash Dr. Robin, or go see Lori on Twitter as well. We'll be talking about it when it comes out. And if you love this podcast like I did, would you kindly go up to iTunes and rate it? so that others will learn all about Lori and everything that she has to 
offer our parents and to and to our kids and all these outstanding solutions can be used in all these wonderful circumstances i hope you'll use them in your homes i'll hope that you will uh, go up on itunes and rate this that's all the time that we have for today thank you so much for tuning into how to talk to kids about anything for more information on books articles speaking engagements or curriculum please visit drrobinsilverman.com I look forward to weathering the storms and enjoying the sunny side of life together. And please remember, even when it seems like nothing is going right, we all have those days. We all get stressed out. We all make mistakes. You've got this. You're here. You're getting all this incredible information that you need and that you can use. And on the days that we fall short, and you know that we all have them, never forget there's always tomorrow. Parenting is the ultimate do-over. I get it. And as there are moments when we all doubt our know-how, our choices, and our sweet sanity, please know that you're 10 times the parent you think you are. Until next time, this is Dr. Robin Silverman with How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Please tune in again and keep connecting through conversation. See you next week. You've been listening to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinsilverman.com.